No, no. Oh, man. Either way. Gotcha. You're joining us on another episode of The Next Episode with Jared and... Jared? Not the cue I was looking for, the... <laughs> My plan! Either way, we're going to talk about another album today. A second album. A second album. And you know it's Black History Month, so you know how we're going to keep it. I think we should talk about... I'm going to say this like we haven't already fucking talked about this plan. We have. How do you feel about discussing TLC's second album? There's a V in that word. <laughs> Crazy, sexy, cool. Yeah, I can dig it. But as you know, I didn't know we were podcasting tonight. <laughs> so my research <laughs> is in the toilet. Uh, All right. I don't know if it was my fault or your fault, but it's my fault. the way I went to see it is it's nobody's fault. This studio is an active space. There's happenings all over this Coated walls, these, these gross young prince. Yeah, I know, right? You, you, I'm just gonna keep digging a hole deeper. Go, go, young princes yeah, of yeah. Eastwick, you young witches of Eastwick. <laughs> Michael Caine got into of industry. Princes of. <laughs> oh, good, great. <laughs> oh, oh, good for you. Was he in that movie? That's how I feel about you not doing research on this album. I know. And Shit. it's not, you, I, I would guarantee you've listened to this album more than I have. I'm coming with a little bit of research. And apparently, TLC, big in the 90s. Oh, huge. This uh, is, yeah, 1994, right? 94. And apparently, this album that came out in 1994, November 15th. All right. Pretty big album. I remember it being so. That was my senior year. I'm pretty sure that uh, some of that guy. I mean, these. I did not listen to this album, but it's an unavoidable album. Not that I was actively avoiding it either, but it was just. It was. This album was. These singles were, and you heard them all the time. Yeah, yeah. This thing was smeared across the radio. It was smeared across every okay, dance you. party. You once again. Who? What? You. 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 Ew. <laughs> Just, just a Jackson Pollock of of <laughs> tunes that showed up against the landscape, the canvas of America, and by, you know a little bit of Britain and stuff like that. Yeah, were they worldwide large? I mean, I want to say that you, I don't think I think people in the rainforest were listening to Waterfalls. <laughs> well played, <laughs> well played, my friend. All over the place. So as uh, we're talking about TLC, crazy, sexy, cool. Um, Tion Watkins, the T, T Boz, T Boz, Lisa Lopez, left eye, mm hmm, Rosanda Thomas, Chile. Um, yes. So there's your TLC, and they had to reverse engineer the TLC a little bit with this because uh, Rosanda wasn't in there from the get go. Oh, okay. Um, but first album hits. They get, they got the crew together. They kind of uh, you know get everything going. Good first album, little sophomore or not sophomore, little little freshman ish. As a sophomore album, this thing. What I what I kind of dig about this album 
it, it, in retrospect yeah. because I didn't have a lot of these feels. <laughs> I was worried about still playing Dungeons and Dragons and being a sophomore in college. Uh, so these songs came, you know, they kind of drifted by me. Sure. Y- you, uh, you obviously you heard them at parties. Heard them at parties. People gathered. Uh, some of it's undeniable. Yeah. Um, but as far as uh, the developmental aspect of uh, of coming into okay, I'm gonna try. I, you're looking at me like, go ahead, dig that fucking <laughs> hole. You sent me asshole. back six inches off my mic. <laughs> yeah. to breathe from this. I hate breathing on the microphone. <laughs> I absolve. Well, thank you. Yeah, yes. Um, uh, there, there's a maturity in subject matter from the first album to the second album. That that okay. happens, okay. and it was well received. This is right in the wheelhouse for 1994. Oh yeah, and uh, kind of this uh, is, you know. A lot, of, a lot of media happening, talking about a lot of the themes here. These are also a lot of common themes that we're seeing on this album propagate through everybody who listens to it. You know, the, <laughs> yeah, all, there's a lot of boys to men happening at this point. And, you know, was... people have a lot of feels. A lot of feelings cool at this yeah. time. Yeah. It's cool to feel. It's cool to be emo. Yeah. Emo R&B. Uh, I don't know. You, you want to try a fucking swing at the intro? Nope. Let's play the first <laughs> song then. Intro lewd. How lewd? Yo, I'm checking for left eye, man. Oh, God, G. <laughs> I don't know, God. I don't know, God. I don't know, God. I don't really, really know. Check the flow. Just calling it right from the beginning. My man, I'll be sure he's in effect mode. Used to have a brush on Dawn from Envo. It's not like <laughs> yeah, me too. Who is this rapping right now? The list, I can't tell you exactly who this okay. is, but the list of guest performers is nuts on this album. <laughs> it does, yeah. And it's because this is, this is the heyday of the producer. We we talked about other uh, other bands that have good producers that were able to bring out their sound or develop what would turn into their sound. Yeah. With this album, that's kind of special. This is where they're bringing on other people to help develop a sound. Uh-huh. Um, there's an R&B influence. There's okay. Well, let's talk about it. The producer uh, Dallas Austin. Okay. Kenneth. Let me see if I'm saying this right. Rana. Babyface Edmonds? <laughs> yeah, um, Babyface. So well, that's Atlanta, the, where they're at, right? Yeah. This is this is the Atlanta crew. Uh, Jermaine uh, Dupree. Yes. And we, we got uh, Organized Noise. Yep. They're new on this one. They weren't on the last one. This, but is their, this is kind of their big break. Right. And because of this, you would get your Andre 3000 and your big boy and your Goody Mobs and all that. Yeah, and then, uh, speaking of Goody Mob, there was... Uh, um, What's his face? He's got the T-Rex. C-Lo. Yeah, T-Rex arms. Yeah, gummy bear. Uh, gummy bear. <laughs> gummy bear. Um, there, and, and even fucking Puff Daddy shows up on here. There's a lot of fucking talent that's coming through to this album. And I, I'm just trying to imagine the phone calls that are being made where it's like we've got these three ladies who are about to blow up. Debut album, did real well. We got to put some time and effort into making this album. And... The phone's ringing off the hook. It 
people are coming in for this session, that session. Um, there's a what Fife Dog Tribe Called Quest shows up here. There's, excuse me, a lot of people showing up to support TLC's Crazy Sexy Cool. Everybody wants some. Everybody wants some. Man. Yeah, and 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 good on them for it because this uh, is good. The juggernauts. Well, good. speaking of juggernauts, the, the the second song on the second album. Yeah, let's roll it. Dioma. Yes. It's me again. <laughs> Sorry, that sounds like the the thing we we strove to get rid of in the old room, the what we called the space baby on the yeah, vault. Yeah. It's space all over space baby. baby. <laughs> this song did something, right? Got some attention. A little bit. Buzz singing all the low parts and stuff, right? That's kind of her range. I remember it's coming back to me. Is it? Oh, yeah. There is just that it's like a subliminal bass line underneath this, it has no attack, all tone. Yeah, it's got an 808, like just hitting different notes. All of them, <laughs> all of them, right there. The down low. So we listen to Ice, Ice T. His is a lot more raw, you know. Yeah. Like, it didn't have the the production wasn't there, or at least in the apartment that they recorded his album. Fucking production's <laughs> not there. Sounded dry. Mm-hmm. Sounded good for the delivery. This is trying to make like audio butter. Oh yeah, somebody's thinking about it here. They're putting it. Put somebody putting their art school to good use right here. <laughs> I mean, that's almost a devil tritone, right? There. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's that's the evil uh, uh, qu- uh, half semitone. <laughs> It's the half semitone, which is like a third. It's a half tone. semitone. It's, it's like it's, I had to say half semitone most of the it's day. It's like eight fifths. <laughs> eight fifths of a tone. Yeah. It's almost a Joey fatone. I just yeah, this this does take me back to that summer of 1984. He says it came out in the spring of 1994. It's coming out in November 15th, but it, I mean, oh, it, that's it, not the spring. The, yeah. No, no, no. But the thing is, that's when it came it out. Stayed. This thing had staying power. It hung out. We're talking 12 times platinum. Jesus. Get the fuck out of here. 12 times with you. 12 well times done. platinum. What are these? Uh, well, I know that Lisa is no longer with no longer wear this. Sorry, I get emotional. And uh, but what's Chili and T Boss up to these days? They they started a, a greeting card company. What the fuck yeah, I don't know what they're up to. <laughs> they got an apartment in Vermont. I hope I hope they're okay. I hope they're doing all right. If you sell twelve million, you should be. But you know, people right. sign deals that ain't so nice. Right. If you get a penny for every twelve million copies, it's twelve dollars. 
Shit. <laughs> not good. You get a penny for each copy. After you recoup, that's, that's twelve dollars. That's the move. I'll see your penny and I'll raise you a dime. <laughs> So for our first track, it's just kind of, it, okay, forgive me for this, creeps in. This is what we do. Just kind of making progress towards you. Pretty smooth. And that's why everybody could get into it. None of the abrasive edges that uh, would follow other artists that we talked about. <laughs> I like that little horn. It, this is this is what I think we're gonna see or listen to over the entirety of this album. Is all the producers throwing in a little bit of you know of their production. Right. And at this point, the production isn't let's let's get their sound together because otherwise it'd just be a cappella group. Right. It's three women working really well together. Tight armies. Yeah, um, but it's not like a three-piece band that's coming in and saying we need to record these these folks. Just hit, set them up in yep. the room, hit record. This this is we're we're rolling into the to the heyday of production. Now I know you and I both like a good Def Leppard production, but this is a different game. It's different. This isn't just grabbing the sounds that uh, they can produce. This is what accompanies these three women singing and rapping there's i mean that's you have to there's a whole development of soundscape that needs to be done to support this there's you know beastie boys were were messing with this for a bit um and uh and i fucking ice T's is messing with this and a large lineage <laughs> buddy uh, pimp c yeah just <laughs> drop you know we got to come up with a with a beat start with the beat mm-hmm. what are we going to layer on top of that yeah you know um, I kinda, it's a fun way to write. It's got to be, right? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, hey, check it out. Last night I threw in a little horn fucking... <laughs> I burp, did the beep beeps. Burp. Yeah, I did the beep oh, beeps last sets night. sets it off, man. Nice work. Right? Yeah. It's where it's where the studio is starting to become an instrument. Um, that's kind of what's exciting about this album. As sampling is becoming less and less of a pain in the ass to do as well. But... Not a ton of those horns might have been assembled. They might have been live too. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I'm yeah. not sure what they're pulling off of a, a Casio. But I know I'm the dungeon sure guys. The uh, the uh, you said them earlier, and we said it was their big break. The guys that did all the Outcast records. Yeah, you, the, you, you're uh, talking about fucking. Um, who is it? I watched a documentary on Organized Noise. Organized. I watched a. Do- it's called that on Netflix. Called Organized Noise. Oh, nice. It's all about these guys and their in their fucking dirt floor basement and they got a guy playing like live bass and it's just it's awesome it just yeah. reminds me of like the green ghetto days back in west seattle and it's just like who's coming overnight sweet man we're making a jam <laughs> whoever's coming overnight is gonna be on it and that would sound fun as hell to me I feel, I feel like sitting in on those fucking sessions i'm gonna time machine back you and, did. and i'm gonna be i think nobody's... you did sit on some of those sessions i might have i don't i don't remember maybe Yes, you did. (laughs) Yes, you did. (laughs) Some lame drum tracks or something like Uh, that, man. Um, This thing sold over 25 million copies. Worldwide. Yeah. Worldwide. I'd say they're all right. I mean, 
this I'm going to say this is the biggest second album we're going to cover f- for for February. Whew. Let alone in the pantheon of all second albums we're talking about. Million is this a is a big number. This is it's 25, dude. 25 million is even Over a bigger double. number. Even it's almost it's more than twice. Yeah. A little, little more than twice. <laughs> 25 million. Yeah. This is this is uh they also get acclaimed with being the the best and biggest selling girl group of all time. I, yeah. I can't think of one bigger. Like nowadays what you know Fifth Harmony ain't touching this. Uh this is this is this is where it dolls in the way. No, but this is also where it's a, it's a weird metric because uh, uh girl group. Okay, the TLC. We got the T, got the L, we got the C. <laughs> um and then there's a whole bunch of other people who are writing tracks for them, writing beats for them, sure. with them, whatever, uh, from all uh, rumors. It was kind of rare that they were all in the same room at the same time with the recording of this album. Mm-hmm. This is a very much piece together, grab the talent when we can. And I don't know if we need to get into it, but there was some drama with some of the members Do of the band. Tell. Lopez had some, she had some time well, away from the group. All right. Well, you know. Incendiary. She, she uh, funny choice of words there, Chris. <laughs> As she, she said, it's that her, uh, her guys, uh, the, oh, she was dating that football player. She set all the shit on fire in the bathtub and burnt yeah. the house down. You know, it, 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 again, rumors. That's I, not a rumor. That shit. <laughs> no, no. But uh, the, he, he was probably a dick. For sure. And uh, she lit his sneakers on fire in the that's, bathtub. That's what he gets. Because, yeah, fuck him. And, uh, and apparently the vinyl curtain caught, which then made the wallpaper catch. Some of the tiles survived, but the rest of the house went up in flames. Right. Well, I'm just saying if it's crazy, sexy, cool, then, you know, she's the crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, T-Boz is cool. She was the cool one, right? Yeah, yeah. T-Boss was cool. Yeah. And they, they, she was kind of sexy. This is, <laughs> again, n- another, uh, I mean, on point with the naming of this album. Uh, it flows crazy, sexy, cool. You want to be all of those, kind of, mm-hmm. you know? And not all of them all the time. This this thing's got, it, it is firing on all cylinders. But to bring it back to, to fucking lighting your boyfriend's house on fire, I don't condone it. I don't think it's, I don't think it's a good move. But also, fuck him. Right. You know, the guy's a dick. Fuck him. Burn his sneakers. It happened to set the house on fire. Most of the recording of this album, she's going, uh, Lisa um, is going through a bit of rehab, uh-huh. a bit of time alone. Sure. And so they're pulling her in for some, uh, some parts here and there. Um, and it seems like everybody, it, it, it smacks of big producer energy all over this thing like we're gonna do it, it took a long time to record we're gonna do this track we're gonna try that again i can't come in today we're gonna try it next week maybe next week i don't know i don't have release at that point whatever the machinations are nobody's it, it when we talk about uh, you know on fair warning when we're talking about van halen um they're not in the same room together jamming out these tunes yeah right it's this, not a band per se, right? It's a, uh, I don't know. It's a little prefab, maybe. Yeah. So kick your game. Thank you. I will. That's made a way for the face right there. 
Talking a little sexuality right now. Yeah. Him up straight out of Bardstown. I dude, th- I mean, this takes me back to dances, and not not that um, this was even fucking playing when I was going to dances. You know, it, it, this is well after my my going to dances period was over. <laughs> um, but it, it but it hits me in the head where it's like you, it's, it's that vibe. she's she's yeah it's that vibe. She's yeah. checking it. She knows the, she knows the temperature of the room. She she's knows who likes her. Trying to get with her. her all the time. Yeah, man. She's trying to kick game at her. Kick your game. What do you got? It's basically all the female empowerment that makes me nervous. Is this entire <laughs> album? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Destiny's Child would kind of pick up this torch a little bit. For sure. I mean, they didn't have a rapper. That was that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's dripping. You know, it, it's like... It's like you want to dance? Nah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna set my, my shit. I'm gonna hang my coat up and I fucking I gotta change I, the condom on my eyeball. I'll check you out later. <laughs> Burn your house down in a little bit. I don't give a shit. <laughs> oh, she keeps it still going. Yeah, keep it going. That's uh, one we haven't heard too much from yet. Was, uh, that's Chili. Yeah, that's Chili right there. Yeah. Miss Thomas. <laughs> that guitar sounds like a cat in the back. Yeah, there's no riffs. There's isms. This is a bass line. That's what it exactly. is. Exactly. Yeah, nice little fills. I mean, you, you called it though. The Coke bottle has a prim- like a like a upfront spot. Yeah. I like you, to you, think that they got like six Coke bottles, filled them up with just the right amount the of water. water. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe, but people they don't want to work harder. They <laughs> <laughs> just modulate up. it on yeah, the keyboard. Yeah, he, he pulled up his. Uh, Coke bottle plug in. Well, you know what there's I mean, <laughs> to speak on it, there's a lot of studio magic going on. But it again, it's the heyday. Probably not auto tune though, because that's still a little early no, for that. Yeah, so you know it, they can sing. It's it's used to be able to know when people could sing. 
in in a way, it's like a restrained approach at stu- writing studio beats, writing studio music. A little bit here, a little bit over there. Nice drippy fucking warm satiny bass. Yeah. Warm drippy satiny. That's how I see it. It's, it's like pissing in corduroy Nasty pants. Tonight. It feels great, but nobody wants to look at it. Nah. <laughs> it's fucking. Uh, it, it's that. It's an ensemble of mm. fucking talents that are coming in to make this it's a big collaboration yeah and then they and then they just kind of drop over top of it i mean ma- i imagine there's a lot of post-production going on sure it's, it's really easy there's a thousand ways they could have fucked it up too like you bring that many people in doesn't necessarily yes. make it an easier thing to accomplish i think it it does a detriment shortly after this album oh really where there's a lot of people who Sound decent. Auto tune didn't do a do, didn't help this either. Right. Um. You know. So years later, when the auto tunes hit, and when Cher fucking cracks that fucking <laughs> it wouldn't sound be barrier, much, wouldn't be much later. Is it? It's no. Very close. It, to this it, time. It's right in there. Um. Where it's like, oh, just a little bit of money, a little bit, of, and a good producer, you can fucking put together a solid album. I mean, look what TLC did. Look what the fucking, uh, in Vogue did. Mm. It it's it's almost like, it it disservices the amount of talent that came off of this. This is this is like Hodorowski's Dune a little bit. This is a little <laughs> bit like Alien. This this has got a lot of good talent that are just coming into to the early times of throwing their hand in and yeah, I'll, I'll put a little bit here. This is Eddie Van Halen just doing two takes on Beat It for a yeah, solo. Yeah. You know, it so musically what I really enjoy about this album is that it actually it, it's some early days of of this formula of bringing in this talent, bringing that in that talent. And, oh, this guy's got some fucking, you know, good beats. And this guy's, you know, is that the vernacular? I don't know good if you beats. say. That's what they say. If I had to pump you up, I'd say, this guy's got some good chops. <laughs> He's choppy. Chop, chop. He's like a windy day on the bay. He's mm. choppy. That's what they call him. Yeah. Digging on you. I, I feel like I'm going to know this song. It's gonna That's happen throughout this album. That's a guess. <laughs> a little keyboard shuffle. <laughs> yeah, this is this is Casio breaking glass and ha-has. Right up in your ear hole, isn't she? She got both sides. I like it. And it's two tracks there. Yeah, but it's it's tight. Yeah. That's the mixing is on point here. Mm-hmm. Because it's in both ears, but it's two different tracks. And you gotta be able to cut a tight double. You gotta be able to cut a tight double. Thing. No, that's the thing. None of this album's easy. I think I think maybe Lisa put in the least effort because uh, on this she comes in rapping here, here and there. She does all right. She was obviously dealing with some stuff. Rest yeah. in peace. Um, but this is it, it's kind of like um, an ascending scale for some and a descending scale for others. They're 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 meeting right in the, the, yeah. the vertices. This is not the song I thought it was. It's 
not the song I thought it was. That's not a judgment on this song. That just means that I thought this was a different song. (laughs) This is not the song I thought it was. Well, as a third song. Yeah. As a third song, they're taking it down. They're not hitting you with the slammer. No, Kick Your Game was uh, was about as, as, as rowdy as they got so far. However, just looking ahead here, I think. Uh, yeah. Nostradamus and shit. Nostradamus over here. out of that wheel on the key. And I'm kind of digging that slap back snare hit. Yeah. What do they call that? The jog wheel? What is that? I mean, you could... Yeah, yeah, where you... The pitch bender. Proper bridges. Gotta love them. I mean, this has got a little Sade in it. Just, just. You could make a baby to this. You, you could. Which brings me to my next point. <laughs> how many, how many lips got smacked during this album? This is a makeout album. Oh, this, this is makeout vibes hard. Right yeah, here. 1994. That was like prime making out time. Too. Yeah, I've never made out to a TLC album, and I feel like I'm missing out on the making out. <laughs> it's never too late. You can pop that thing on it. Tomorrow, yeah, I got, I got, no one's I got, gonna complain. Nah, you kidding me? Dig it. it does border on a little bit like grocery store or like elevator music. Yeah, and I think only because when this came out, felt pretty good, felt pretty fresh, and made a standard. And so, a lot of like. You're right. You could be in the dentist right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. It made me think of SWV, too. I I don't know if that was before or after. It feels like about the same time, but that was the idea. Like them and Vogue. Yeah. And Vogue was definitely before them, but um, that's the mold we're dealing with. Yeah, nice deep fade out. You know. Where's the end of that song? A hard stop, you gotta fade that out. It's designed to be faded out. As you fade out of consciousness of the dentist, and he goes after that impacted molar. He's digging, digging, digging. You gotta go to the dentist soon? No, I, don't, I, I stopped. Really? Oh, that's <laughs> Just, right. You got like perfect teeth. Uh, not so, not so much. I chewed them up. They would have been. I, ch- I ate them. You grind? I ate my own teeth. That's why I got all this gold. Oh. Don't kill me, bro. But, uh, yeah, I just said, I just, COVID hit. I was like, eh, I don't think so. <laughs> I'll just brush my teeth and floss for like, just till this is over. Then I'll go back to the dentist. I feel like I got a session coming. Yeah. I mean, I already have, I got two metal posts waiting for implants. Oh, waiting right. for, I got the implants. I don't have the fake you teeth on posties. top of them. Still paying that shit off. Like Jaws and fucking uh, totally, 007 dude, right like now. Moonraker and shit. Yeah. Um, which isn't a good fucking James Bond movie, obviously. Um, but I, I, I'm starting to, every now and then, you get fucking chew something and you get like a chip. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, that's tooth. Yeah. I just lost it from somewhere. Oh, there it is. <laughs> uh, it's like the Antarctic ice shelf. Yeah, exactly. Just breaking off. 
<laughs> exactly, dude. It's, oh. it's some bullshit, man. Um, but anyway, enough about my teeth. I mean, enough about cutting my teeth on yeah, steaks. Segway. I'm These looking for a segue. Their teeth. This thing took a little bit over ten months to record. Really? Again, we talk about fair warning or other podcasts, which is pretty rad. If you want to listen to Van Halen, um, <laughs> they do it in like six weeks, Tops. four weeks. <laughs> yeah. These ladies and gentlemen who are fucking backing them are taking ten something months to put this album out. But part of it is because it's on the strength of the first one. First one's pretty good. This one's got a little bit more ma- maturity to it. Yeah. Some different themes. We're even going to talk about HIV later in this thing. That's right. That was a, in 1994. We had, had to talk about it. Some of the movies that came out around this oh, time. Oh, my God. Talking about it as well. Yeah. Um, well, we got to talk about it. I got to address it because it's going to be a whole thing for the rest of the episode. Jeannie Garofalo. Fucking heater's going. Oh, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> so, apologies. As I walk over here, right, the room tone. Let's get rid of that thing. Apologize for not wanting erect nipples for this entire podcast. <laughs> it's gonna turn off any second. It's gotta wind down. Safety nice, measures. Nice company shirt, bro. Oh, yeah, man. Molar Designs. Company Shout man. out. Sponsors who have no idea. Sponsors who don't even know. <laughs> Sponsors that don't want to be associated. <laughs> like, Jared's work, Muller Designs. We please edit that out. <laughs> Big ups to him. Okay, really worked the noise gate for the first half of this episode. All right. Yeah. Um, so this is also when there's fucking with R and B, and it feels like everybody who's helping produce and create this album really likes R and B, and this is their first real approach at. Producing their own R&B. Yeah, I mean, R&B was going off. This was a strong time for R&B, for sure. And like I said, the uh, Boys to Men, I mean, that would that would had to be maybe a couple of years before this even. Yeah. And you're in Vogue, and you're like, R&B was popping. Yeah. It's, it um, it's kind of like a shorthand for sexiness at this point. True. 1994, a little bit of R&B. And it had to be sexy. Basically, if you were in anybody's bedroom <laughs> and R and B started playing, you're like, you had to fuck. I have two choices here. <laughs> you can leave. I gotta go. <laughs> we just start sucking face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Luckily, yeah. I was not faced with that decision a lot. Man, there's no point in R and B if it doesn't have some hips and make you want to fuck a little bit. Are you saying it puts the hips in hip hop? Mm-hmm. He's, oh boy. <laughs> oh boy you think I don't know the law? <laughs> Sometimes I think you don't. You think got Tina's a, coming in hot with got that? A case of the fake people. Dude, by the way, she's killing it by, at this point, too. Tina's Tina Turner? Yeah, she's, she's doing that simply the best business. Still strong. You know what I mean? I can't wait to. I, we should just cover Tina Turner. We should just do a short series just talking about Tina. I can dig it. Dude, we get to watch What's Love Got to Do With It together. Oh, hell yeah. Look at Angela Bassett's arms. Psh, Angela Bassett is cut. She's like the, she's like the proto-Michelle Obama arms. Like Everyone talks about Michelle's arms. Nice arms. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but She planks. Yeah. She definitely planks. But come on. She feels a burn. Angela Bassett, though. Angela Bassett, though. Me? You ever see her in Strange Days? You ever watch that movie? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Killer. With the guy whose first name I can never pronounce? Yep. yep. Is it Ralph? 
Was it Rafe? I Rafe. Don't know. It's Rafe. Stupid. See, fourth track, you gotta be hitting this. Yeah. Here he goes. Hit him Wake him up. Right here. Kind of a long intro. It's still step on the post. Yeah. <laughs> Just about the time I'm thinking, well, it was really long. She starts singing. Could have used a little guitar solo, is all I'm saying, like at the beginning of that. Sure. That's a lot of boom bap. Sure, but you, it is a lot of boom bap. It, it's four bars more than more boom bap than you need. But. Could have sold. 30 million if they just cut that the backup vocals when they when they kick is really nice it's it's queen-esque okay, let's hear some of that yeah. laser tight yeah, and it's almost like a chorus pedal I mean if their vocal lines were a guitar solo where a guitar line yeah. you would be you'd be in it's it's, yeah. it's almost like they take the place of it yeah or like their horn staffs or something just tightly and the hats off to them that's just that's that's just hard work yeah <laughs> I told you T-Boss is my favorite though right Am I wrong to think this kind of like the T-Boss show up in here or what? So far, so good. Right? I mean, Chili probably doing some background the harmonies and stuff, right, at this point. It's good, good advice. advice, dude. <laughs> it's like it's another good part about this album, man. They're they're not speaking lies, man. <laughs> That's right. It's like it's all solid, solid the messages. True, true. And it's you know again, it's in, it's a male perspective. It's intimidating because this me this is like we're we register. All of it, you know? Yeah. Now, I was lucky enough to grow up with two sisters, one older, one younger, and, and spent a whole hell of a lot of time with my mom as well. Um, so a female perspective wasn't f- necessarily fresh. You know, I yeah. feel like I grew up behind the scenes, you know? far into you. Yeah, and, and but not, not talking about these kind of issues that this <laughs> album's addressing. But just the idea that hey, girls got feelings too, you know. Like <laughs> right. if I grew up with two brothers and no sisters, I imagine I would be yeah, fucked. A, a harder concept to grapple with. Yeah. Yeah. You have a sister. True. You get you get true. Yeah. True. You get a little bit of that. You get a little bit of that fucking behind the scenes um, machinations. Not enough for me. To when this album came out, to want to grab onto it, I'm still trying to feel my own way. I'm, I'm where were you when? I'm um, yeah, 19 years old. Yeah, 
Just got laid. <laughs> you don't know shit about shit when you're 19. I got nothing. I got nothing going on. And, um, you know, uh, what I like about this is the perspective. Mm-hmm. This is, it's everything that makes me nervous about, <laughs> and I think I said this before, uh, you know, about talking to women, or especially if you're in, if you're into a woman and, and a woman understands that obviously you're into me, you know, the, the power on that side. And you're just like, I got it. Everybody's get, trying to kick game at me. Yeah. Yeah. And I got kick nothing. your game. And five. the fact that you realize it also is like that much really hotter, but it, you know, all that good stuff. I, I like it. I, I could see through the bullshit. Yeah. This, this album is definitely calling the bullshit. I'm calling I'm not calling bullshit, but there's a lot of interludes on this record. Who's big in 94? Yeah, we were talking about uh, Ice-T and his skits. Yeah. At least maybe these guys don't do all the voices. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This one was, this is the crazy, sexy, cool interlude, if you were wondering. Yo. (laughs) Yo. Yeah. I'm gonna talk to the fellas for See, it's a all sexy. Everyone's gotta be. Yeah. Uh, I want y'all to know the fly is kind of hot to get with talk in 94. Talk, talk, talk. Oh, <laughs> She's crazy, sexy, cool. Crazy. I'm let y'all know with that big. <laughs> she kind of like me. <laughs> when y'all like a girl who has a nice sense of humor, that can kick it, make you laugh. No, because it makes Fightful nervous. No, it does, and it's a full-on Tinder profile. She's basically calling, you know, 20, 30 years in advance, calling a Tinder profile. Yeah, turn-ons, turn-offs. Yeah, yeah. You like a girl that can make you laugh. I like adventures, hiking, and uh, no no pictures of you holding fish. Ooh. I think it's one of the lyrics in here. (laughs) Really? On this song? No, yeah. It is. We missed it. I talked over it. That sounds like uh, that sounds like the uh, the producer you named the little the little guy. <laughs> the the uh, baby. No. Shit. Puffy. He he produced on this one. He produced the the backwards uh, clothes guys. Jermaine. Jermaine Dupri. It just sounds like Jermaine Dupri. See, I feel like this is this is supposed to be like, doesn't this feel like a sexy line? It and none of it is Not sexy so much. to me. Yeah, yeah, it all misses, because it doesn't feel, uh, you know, it doesn't feel, it doesn't slap, Jared, as, for in today's parlance, folks say. the parlance of our time. Ah, uh, but I think this one might. This was one Hillary farty call, base. Hillary called this one out before we got started. Red light special. Yeah. Hillary called this album. She did. She was some like, ups, Hillary. This was, you uh, should do some crazy, sexy, cool. And I was like, my plan. It's <laughs> my plan, Hill. I thought of that and, and whatnot. We'll edit the part out where I gave her credit. But I will dedicate Red Light Special to you. Well, yep, some more smoothness. So we got the police and we have TLC talking about the red light. That sounds like some, uh, oh my god, it's a song by, uh, what is it, the, 
Oh, the something brothers that Jimi Hendrix used to play with. They do Who's That Lady? Isley. Isley Brothers. Sound like an Isley Brothers song that I can't think of. They made some baby making music. This is right in that vein, this man. Spiritually descended from the Isleys, right? Yeah. Sounds like Ed, that song Atlantis. I gotta have to dig around in the. Uh, this song notes. is a blueprint for a lot of songs. Got that baby face, baby face. <laughs> this is this is baby face music right here. Yeah, right. Take the southern route. Looping around. This is not surprising me that my wife likes this song. Her favorite Sublime song is the one about getting a hand job or whatever that one was. It's not about getting a Giving hand job. A hand job. You, you don't give a woman a hand job. This one? Is she talking no, about? I'm talking about the Sublime song. Which one about the mushroom tip and I then took the drip, drip, drip. Yeah, yeah, she took in the bathroom. The way where her brothers were abusive. No, no, and, no, not and, that and, one. And titty fucked Caress me down. All right. This is... This is right up her alley. It's her kind of, she like nasty music like that. They want to talk about going the southern route. This is at the, the southern route. Oh my god. I didn't say it. Dude, well, in Australia. I just did. You know, the term for root in Australia is the fucking chance oh, there. Yeah, see. Get a root. Root it out. Because of the hair, it looks like a root of a tree. <laughs> and then, I'm serious. That's not what this song is talking about. But this song is trying to be sexy. This is sexy time. I, I'm going to try to be sexy right now. Oh. Yeah. I want you for Three, tonight. Two, one. <laughs> sexy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um. Most of this track is isn't doing anything for it. Yeah, but me. check out Atlantis by the Isley Brothers though, because right, know, I fuck with that song. Right, it's be, there's better ways to to cut your teeth on this. Uh, is that song. a saying? Yeah. I think I just made that it's up. Just because you got you got the metal jaws right now, it's on your forefront of your. Just trying to cut your teeth. Uh, yeah, the songs like you, you get away with a lot. Maybe you can, I don't know. It's more or less now. I don't. I, I feel like sometimes we're more uptight than we used to be. Sometimes I feel like uh, we're more laid back. But a lot of songs about getting it on, and uh, you know, just yeah. getting naked. Uh, uh, do me, baby. Watch your body shine. Yeah, yeah. You know, just, your body is a wonderland. Yeah, I want to wax it's, that booty down. And what, what did Ice T say? Uh, a couple <laughs> weeks ago, want to caress, lay you down and caress your butt. <laughs> just like it's a lot of. Rubbing it, and I'm, listen, I'm yeah, a rubber yeah. like no other. Yeah, yeah. I'll rub this. This song, <laughs> but, this, this, yeah, you know, this song smacks of outer course. This is denim, dry hump. This is and denim and, and pleather rubbing up against each other with uncomfortable sounds and weird grunting. Yeah, it's not crazy, sexy, cool. It's, <laughs> it's like not, this r- is not crazy, sexy, rubbing or rashy. Cool. <laughs> yeah, uncool. Yeah, I hear, I hear. You know that that leather tightening sound uh-huh. and fucking, <laughs> fucking cutting off circulation to your whole nutsack. This sounds. <laughs> you hit it on the head, Chris. This is like this is really like eighteen year old boner music. Yeah, you know, and and 
with that energy, it's empowering. There's an absolute empowering vibe if you're in that time. Oh, yeah. You know, you're you join the army and you're 19 and they say let's go fight that battle. You're like fuck yeah, I'm into it. Um, there's this this is rev even though it's kind of on a down swing here. It's kind of rev up music. It's it's this like you are who you are. You're seeing it right. Finally, the the veils are you know it's pulled away from your eyes. There's AIDS out there. There's also <laughs> sex out there. There's also abusive boyfriends and girlfriends as far as extrapolation goes. Um, but it but it's it's kind of like this for a second album. Excuse me for the for the simile, but it's it's a sophomoric take on putting this together. You know, putting putting this uh, the message together. Yeah, it's no giving him something he can feel by En Vogue. You know what I mean? That was boner music, but that was that was like classy boner music. The, the, okay, the, I wish you would erase most of what I just said there. But I just but said only, boner music. I know you said boner music, so I'm gonna yes and you. Sade, ultimate boner music. It's not boner music, but it's the the only reason I say that is it's the yes and. It's the, it's, Sade has basically has been like, yeah, I had those thoughts. And then I wrote Smooth Operator. Yeah, it's like, yes. Yeah. And I will sing a song to your boner now. And I'm going to sing it, it, like, there's this um, the, uh, f- womanly approach. To this. this is a budding. And this is why I think it kind of hits with a... <laughs> Juvenile, sophomoric. Sophomoric, I'm trying to say Sade is a grown-ass woman singing grown, about grown-ass woman that sex is, things. That is, yes. Okay, I, I get you now. This is kind of juvenile sex. Uh, gross. Um, but you know what I mean. Uh, not underage. <laughs> no, no. It, it, and I'm not trying to be dismissive uh, about it either. I'm but not, it's I'm not a trying younger to... point of view. It's not the... It's an awakening. Folks. It's a coming-on-line point of view. It's exciting. Absolutely. It ha- it has all of that of like I want to light candles before I have a boyfriend over right. or a girlfriend over. Or whatever I want to set a mood and and sure. and there's fun about that commitment, and it's also totally readable. And after you see, basically after you see it once, twice, and or live through it, you're like, I see, I I get yeah. it, I, I see where you're at. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know. I mean. When you're 19, you like fucking. Well, it, it, mm. I'm a 40. <laughs> I came, you know, I came onto it and I liked it immediately. 45. I still like fucking, but we're better now, though, right? Right. Yeah. Right. There's there's slobbing going on to this album, <laughs> but not necessarily really good slobbing. No, 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 no. Um, and I think everybody who's going into the production of this album, including the the, the TLC, yeah. They're throwing down, and they're throwing down pretty hard, but it, it it feels like the capacity of what they got at this moment, which is leaps and bounds from their first album, which is exactly what you want with a sophomore album. Yeah. They're doubling down on a sound with a little more maturity, and the band is maturing as well as their production is maturing, and they're bringing in maturing supporting artists you know, to fucking help produce it. It smacks of that, and it kind of encapsulates it at, right at the same time. It's, it's a really neat time capsule, you know. I, I'm not necessarily going to put this album on, though, when I want to get sexy. Um, I don't often put on albums 
purposely to get mm. sexy. I was going to say, this is, you're too old anyway. If, you, if you're 45 and fucking, you need, or older, I you feel, need to put on the Isley Brothers. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> I feel like it would be a red flag to anybody coming in and I'm playing TLC, and I'm like, hmm? Uh, you could slip a track in, you know, here and there. <laughs> uh, probably not this one, though. Did you say digit or track? Track, digit. Uh, this song, though. Listen. You can you can have sex, you can eat ice cream, you can go on roller coasters to this song, you can build a house, whatever you need to do, because this song... <laughs> Jimmy Carter, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you Habitat for Humanity all over this song. Now, they sent a trombonist underwater to record that line. Trap kit sound drum on the drum kit too, you know. And step right on that. Even you stepping on that, it does not affect how dope that descending line is. It's not. That's T-Boz at her best right there. This song is a hard wire into most people's psyche. Yeah, I don't think you could have been alive in 1994. Not because one of those you know it's like uh, the... this song still has echoes you play this song right now and people are gonna be like oh, they're gonna shiver yeah, yeah. at every wedding and bar from now until the end of the time what I love about TLC is they're not afraid to hit that baritone yeah. I can sing along to TLC yeah yeah T-Boss got that range like a man This is the uh, the dungeon crew, organized noise, put this one together. Yeah, that's why you gotta check that bass line. They had the live bass player. That's only how you get shit like right, that. Right, exactly. There. Just dig the bass. That bass line is just, just dig the bass. <laughs> that's a real bass. And we have said many times on this show that the power of the bass line. Mommy, what's a bass line? I, I, <laughs> I think we're fans of the bass line on this show. We're advocates of the bass line, and that live bass line is the call for this cut. Kind of is. Like, everything has been smooth up to this point, but when you put that live bass in there, it just... Dude, if it was farty keyboard bass... Not the same track. Wouldn't have it, man. You need that, and you need that player. Who is that, Carol Kane? Is she doing it? Did they call Carol? Fuck, that that thing is just butter. Yeah, I don't look... butter bass. the same guy that played on the outcast records it's just the guy from the end this is put his name in the show notes or something this is the track on the album the track what was the movie where michael keaton speaks only in tlc lyrics Good guys or something? Yeah, yeah. the other guys. The other guys. Everybody doesn't know it. Yeah. Doesn't know what they're talking about every time yeah. they bring it up. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Listen, guys. 
Here we go, Lisa. got a good flow and she's got a great voice yeah like uh who who she remind me of from more recent times that made some hay out of that sound uh oh, i'll pick one but i was thinking of one in particular it's not cardi b it's older than that but uh Nicki minaj when oh, yeah. she she and Nicki minaj yeah. took it way further but you you get the, the pieces of that like with this yeah. kind of the, uh, like a slick Rick like delivery like do you have an yes, accent like yes. uh, is there an accent here or just that's your delivery you're living like E40 like E40 like just with an affected delivery mm-hmm. yeah and uh, which which that. helps the cadence yeah you know it, it's almost like the the uh, function forms the fashion on that it's just it it helps that fucking flow man southern too you know and well, because it ends a lot, uh, almost Southern, almost uh, Canadian. It, it, it ends in the up. Yeah. But there have been, when you think of the female MCs up to this point, and they, they've been pretty, you know, Roxanne. like Queen Latifah, MC Light, Moni Love, she, who actually had a real accent but didn't rap with it. Um, but they're all kind of really uh, straight down the pot, like a Chuck D. On yeah, the money yeah. delivery, and I'm trying to think of like the first uh, lady MC that just kind of a real affected flow like that. Well, like a Snoop Dogg, yeah, where Snoop yeah. Dogg kind of changed the game with yeah. with his flow. Even Lauren Hill was just really in yeah, pocket. Lauren and, like, Hill is in pocket. Lauren Hill might be my one of my favorite MCs of all time. <laughs> with a. Uh, uh, teaspoonful of material that she's put out in her lifetime yeah. compared to so many others but yeah she's up there for me and that was waterfalls worldwide phenomenon for i mean that that's like a song that probably played on the radio for two years straight this whole album okay <laughs> it's figures. fucking it's fucking great man um this album stayed uh, topped number three on the billboard yeah Top number three. I'm surprised it wasn't number one, actually. For sure, but still... Shocking to 1994, me. a lot of turbulent waters going on, a lot of mixes of genres, and, and this is still actually kind of fresh. Yeah, you, you got know? Queensryche, uh, Celine Dion, and <laughs> TLC on the charts at the same time. That's that's. This stayed on the fucking billboards, though, for over two years. I believe it. Like, it just stayed. That, yeah, Makes sense. I think mostly on the back of that track. Yeah. That was not the first single off of this album at all, I don't Dude, think. Other than being a catchy lick, the the um, scenery you put in to, to your mind uh, with Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls. You think about Fuck. the outdoors right away. Dude, I, I like, uh, <laughs> it hits every chord. It is a unicorn of a lyric. Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls. Everybody loves to go look at waterfalls. 
and the idea <laughs> of what you want to project on to a waterfall and why you got there. What are you looking at? They're like rainbows. They're like rainbows. They're goddamn unicorns. It's smoke. It's like talent. You want to catch it in your hands, and the harder you grab it, the further it goes away. Darth Vader told it to Leia. Yes. Don't go chase. Don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> it's a. It's killer. And I've had this song called out to me. Um, I was hanging in the Caribbean with a friend of mine, Charlie, mm-hmm. and this song came on. And I was like, damn, man, this is the jam. This song is killer. <laughs> and it kind of set the place ablaze a little bit. Just yeah, like it's a vibe setter. It's a vibe setter. It's uh, it doesn't it doesn't blow up the place. It just kicks up the temperature a little yeah, bit. It's everybody feeling Irie. And, and he called it. He's like, dude, this is waterfalls. Like this is Yeah. It's like uh you like to I'm gonna make the comparison you like to make. This is like three little birds. Bob Bob <laughs> yeah. Marley, you know, just what three little bird? You know what he means. Just go with it. Just and yeah, yeah. You're yeah. fine. You feel that baseline? You feel right? Don't worry you about this. You're in. You're Don't good. worry about it. 1994. I got some good guesses for some of the movies that you're going to talk about. Oh, are we there? Um, are we, we halfway? We did it. That's that's how they end our side, right there. Holy shit! Well, I mean, as far as themes that they're talking about, they're talking about a little bit of HIV on yeah. this. A little bit of um, uh, contemporary stuff shown in some of the movies, like Reality Bites. <laughs> when Janine Garofalo wasn't sure when she took her first AIDS test whether she had AIDS because she'd been fucking. Uh, Let was, me tell you something. Around this time, I took my first AIDS test. Nailed it. <laughs> Positive. <you>. Yes. <laughs> um, but... Boy, what a heavy thing. I walked up there yeah. with Steve-O, with fucking Gabe. And <laughs> yeah, Steve-O's, bossy yeah, yeah, for support. Steve-O's girlfriend, Molly. We all did it. We all took oh, it. Oh, okay. Solidarity. Yeah, solidarity. We I all like took it. it on campus. And walking up to get our results, we were all convinced we had AIDS. Dead man walking. My mom sent me an article. She, she to this day, still sends me just, you know, just some stuff. An article about yeah, this or yeah. some culinary of where I'm traveling or whatever. <laughs> and usually there's an up slant to it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this one, around this time, I get an envelope from moms and all it is is an article about AIDS. Not even a condom? No, no condoms. <laughs> no talk about AIDS. No, nothing. But just like, hey, AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, AIDS. Thanks, Mom. I know that. (laughs) Dude, I was well aware and uh, and bugging out. Like, that awareness campaign for AIDS did its job, right? Oh. Like, did we not all just... Fucking terrified. Yeah. Terrified, man. I think the age we grew up in, as far as sexual awareness, one of the worst... (laughs) <laughs> and I think as far as being able to take care of ourselves in any kind of epidemic, pandemic, apocalyptic, or be by yourself, we're killing it. Like Nailing we're it. we're we're good on that front. But as <laughs> as far as some some uh, you know other things, anyway, um, some cool movies came out this year. Yeah, Eight seconds with Luke Perry. Oh, I remember that one. God the rest rodeo his soul. Movie. Yeah, yeah. That's when we. Yeah, but he wasn't just, you just found out he wasn't just a, a he can face. act. This yeah. guy can act. He Dylan. can ride horses, too. You know, who, do, I, honestly, who doesn't like Luke Perry? You know where one of my favorite roles of Luke Perry? 
the beginning oh. of the fifth element. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I loved him as Sister Boy too, in 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 Tombstone. Oh, really loved him in that. <laughs> he had yeah. some chops. Yeah, nice job. Yeah. <laughs> he was good. Do you know who else was in that? It was uh, Nathaniel from the movie? Uh, well, he was in Point Break as Nathaniel, but he played Turtle in North Shore surfing movies. Okay. Yeah. He's the one who, who, who Wyatt basically takes the pistol on the stairway out of his own holster, holster cracks him in cracks the head, him, yeah. sends him falling back. You're just going to stand there and bleed. You got a fight coming. A Natural Born Killers came out. Oh, yeah, a personal favorite. Killer movie. Ed Wood came out. Oh, I love that movie too. Right? I love that movie. I'll watch, that's on the, like, the every five-year plan. That's, I'll, I'll watch Good Ed Wood about every five years. Johnny tears it up. Johnny, yeah, and uh, George Adams called Steel. him. Yeah, yes, uh, but Martin Landau. Pull the switch. It's, isn't it Martin Landau yeah. that plays Bella Lugosi? Yeah, yeah. Monster role. He yeah. fucking crushed that man. Brad Pitt, huge around this time. Oh shit! Legends of the Fall. Fall. I was gonna say, never saw it, but I remember it being huge. You've never at that seen time. Legends of the you Fall. You said that last time. I said I never saw Legends of the I Fall. D- I do say that every now and then. Because <laughs> I missed that one. Because you told me that he was extra hot in that one. Oh, they, it's the whole movie is a commercial for how hot Brad Pitt is. <laughs> and you want to know something? They're right. Sure. Through, through the whole thing. Still hot. Hot there. Hot there. When he's holding his brother who's dying because he got shot by a machine gun. Totally hot. Yeah. Um, Pulp Fiction came out. Oh, yeah. Did that do anything? <sighs> Did something to my brain. Yeah. Speaking of which, The Usual Suspects came out. What a... What a great fucking year. This is a cinematic triumph. This was, too, and I'm going to say this was like the year um, that we had reached our, our pot our pot smoking abilities were up to the level where we would just go places and do things. Really? We, you know, we were, yeah, ready yeah, to, okay. we were ready to spread out. All those movies you just mentioned? Yeah. <laughs> right? I had a 65 Dodge van with, with little curtains. Go toke up and then go in the movie. Go park. It was like that 70s show, fan but smoke. that 90s show. Fan smoke. Fan smoke. I baby. hadn't started smoking yet at this point. This was... Oh. It was on my radar, I, though. I was I was impossibly high for the first time I saw Pulp Fiction. I was too worried about getting AIDS. <laughs> well, you can get it from smoking weed, you know that? I heard about it. If you smoke it out of somebody's fucking butthole. <laughs> interview with a vampire came out. Oh, my out, God. Dude. Yeah. So... Tom Cruise is killing it. Brad Pitt is just cracked the killing yeah. it. I checked my back seat when I came out. I saw that movie alone. Yeah, yeah, you did. I saw the movie by myself. Got in the car. I checked my back seat. You smoked up in your van. Went to go see Interview with a Vampire. Came out. Checked your back fucking room. Yeah, yeah actually, I was driving my '74 uh, Mustang II at that very moment. Actually, so uh, you know, don't don't hate don't hate the player. Hate the, hate the game. Fucking. Why are you picking on me? Dude, that's coming in hot. I should take that down a notch. Um, post. Cabin Boy. Wow, you have not named a stinker yet, my man. No. This We're is, just killing it th- right I, now. I had to omit movies. Yeah. 94, crushing it. I've seen all these in the theater so far. Yeah, and how <laughs> awesome was Cabin Boy? Yeah. It is ridiculous. Chris <laughs> Elliott. Killing it. Da- Dave uh, <laughs> Letterman. Letterman. Yep. Fuck. Dude, Bill Murray's brother was it? It's yes, Tom Murray or something like that. He's fucking kill- Clerks came out, classic, right? I felt like it was earlier than this, but no, ninety four uh, Clerks. 
And then uh, Once We're Warriors. Okay, now you named the one movie I didn't see. And the reason I did that, Jared, is because Once We're Warriors is a New Zealand biopic. Fictional, however rational, about a dysfunctional New Zealand family that's tied to the Maori culture over there. All right. The first time I saw this movie, I was traveling through Europe, and I was by myself. I was towards the end of the trip. It was like a year after this-ish, you know? But around this time, because we'll talk about current events. And by the way, OJ is happening in 1994. Bronco is cruising down the five. I'm in Britain. I go to the movie theaters because I wanted to just sit down and watch a movie and understand everything. You played the newsreel beforehand and you saw OJ? I saw saw two movies. (laughs) (laughs) I saw um, uh, First Night with Richard Gere as Lancelot and Sean Connery as Arthur. Real, real piece of shit. But uh, I thought it was. Yeah, I'm it trying was, to remember that one even. Yeah, it's not good. As far it's no Excalibur. Well, um, please. But being in Britain, I was like, I'll go see that. And then I saw. <laughs> it feels right. It felt right. <laughs> when in Rome. <laughs> and so then I saw Once Were Warriors, and and you weren't in New Zealand. And I wasn't in New Zealand. I was in Britain, same movie theater. I was blown away. Yeah. It once watch everybody. If you haven't seen Once We're Warriors, go watch Once We're Warriors. It's a, it's a, one obviously tough to say, but two. Congrats. I was about to say you, you, you didn't even fuck up, man. I was, it was, I was that was a tightrope right there. It's a great movie. Fucking check it out, right. and, it, and it's a hard watch in some spots, and and a real nice dive into Maori culture. Also going on, Nelson Mandela got elected. Yeah, this is the first interracial election in he South was Africa. Fresh out of jail. Fuck yeah, he was. He yeah. came out f- swinging. Dude. That guy came out swinging. Nancy Kerrigan also Ooh. got swung on by Tanya Harding. <laughs> <laughs> Just got piped. Is that movie with... Uh, um, Tanya didn't do it, by the way. No, just Jeff Galooly. I, Tanya is I, Tanya. awesome. Love that. Loved, Loved it. it. <laughs> dude, her mom. Yeah. Dude, that movie is fantastic. Yeah, it was great. Once we're warriors... I, Tanya. Um, <laughs> the World Trade Center got bombed for the, the first time. first time. It didn't take. I felt like I stepped on you there. Sorry, <laughs> bro. OJ got arrested. He also did his highway drive and the Bronco and all Good that Lord, stuff. what a surreal bit of theater. Uh, speaking of which, Kurt Cobain killed himself. April? Yeah, around Ish. that time. I, uh, I was you know. feeling like that was, yeah. Wow, what a year. We needed this, you know. I'm I'm starting to see this album in a better, through a better lens. It's like we needed the Beatles to sue this after like JFK. Yeah, we needed TLC smooth sounds to just smooth over the rough edges that were 1994. You you, you, you know what? You want to just go sit in a basement and listen to TLC and fucking chill Nothing. out for a little bit. Maybe we'll do some necking. Nothing can hurt you. Nah, man. And uh, you know, Tom Hanks is going strong. <laughs> What's Tom way? Hanks doing? Tonight? Tom Hanks just won his second. Best actor, one off of Philadelphia Gump prior than this yep, year, Philadelphia. That's right. He's the... going strong, and also the word spam became a thing because <laughs> the email and internet is starting to really fucking launch. I remember that's what's going on. I like. It. I remember driving across the West Yellow Bridge in 1994, and the, that Bruce Springsteen song came on. But it was like the first, I, the streets of Philadelphia. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, it was right. It was probably 1994. And, uh, but it had the, there was the thing where they would put like the, uh, dialogue from the movie into the song. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. that became a thing for a little bit. 
it, it did. Yeah. It did. It, it's <laughs> the like, interspersal oh. dialogue yeah. from the movie into it. It's a it's a heavy move, but you get it's a gong yes. in a band's career. You get, <laughs> you get to get do one. it. Yeah, <laughs> you get to do it once. Um, yeah, no, a lot of shit going on. But you know what launched these ladies before we get into the second half is right around this time they got on the Budweiser Superfest tour. All right. Now this is. You know, you remember the Warp Tour, mm-hmm. and uh, and then there was a lot of other heavy metal tours and shit like that. Well, Budweiser had one going on called the Superfest, and Superfest did a pretty good job. And these ladies played twenty three dates on this tour to support this album, which has four singles. So, their their producers, uh, the record label, and everybody put a ton of effort into launching TLC at this point. Um, and they got a huge review. Everybody loved this album when it came out. Yeah. The reviews are great. It, the longevity speaks for itself. This thing is a fucking juggernaut. And again, as far as this month's concerned, probably the most performing album we're going to talk about, even on just second albums in general. Yeah. It's, it's an overachiever. Right, you're fucking humming it, dude. Dude, you're whistling it. Leave. Like um, the forest on Cure's "17 Seconds," "Waterfalls" the only <laughs> other song so far that we've covered that I feel like we're listening to once you, I walk out of here. Followed you out. Yeah. So you're at the Budweiser Superfest. You just heard "Waterfalls." Yeah. 1994 is going all right for you. Right. So you think when they're playing live, though, mm-hmm. all of the music is. Probably on a dat of some kind, or yeah. you know, at that point, it would have been be dads. using a dat at that point. That was like the high five. Laser disc. It wasn't a laser <laughs> disc. No, <laughs> floppy disc. <laughs> no, that that feels dat. That feels Hard like disc. straight up. Here's, I you know, and I wonder about that. Their their production live. Here's your your set. You got this much time with interludes, or where do you get to st- say like we're gonna talk here, we're gonna talk here. Start it when we give the twirly signal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got cues. You got cues. You know, speaking of intermissions, for the they did their own mid-album intermission. Kind of a reprise of the intro lewd. Yeah. But this was, if you had to flip your cassette, though. Or God forbid you were playing vinyl back in 1994. Yeah. Oh, gotta go turn the record over. Shit. Or maybe you just turn the record over. I don't know how that worked. But 1994, I finally afforded a CD player, so this thing just played were, straight through. Cassettes were for the car. Let it go. Yeah, go ahead. All right. But that's what it was. Oh. Ooh, that wasn't what I was saying. <laughs> the around 94 is the I. It's blurring first first side, second side. Yeah. Yeah, well, even this album's length, it's been a little, a little under an hour. We're seeing that grow yeah. from the 35, 40-minute albums. The CD is letting people... You, know, you don't get five interludes on an LP because you got precious, precious space you're trying to save for music. Just soothing that 1994 <laughs> edginess yeah. right out of you. It's that, it's that vocal line there. 
I'm almost as good as them. Is what it felt like there. No, it, it's like this homogenized uh, soprano. I don't know what. I, yeah, I always hear people say those things, but I don't really know who's a soprano, who's a, like alto contralto. Uh, Soprano's quattro. up there. Alto is in the middle there. Bass is the lower there. Uh, like who's a like a tenor? Where's that fall into things? Tenor's in the middle lower. Yeah. I played an alto sax, but uh, a tenor sax, I think, was near that. Hit a tenor for sex. Actually, I've started to reverse that. I think a tenor maybe is above. Did Kenny Cheese play a tenor? Saying, man. No, he no, plays a soprano I sax. A clue, man. I don't know. I don't think we should be talking about this. We have no business being in a place like this. Did you call me a tenor? <laughs> Once again, yeah, I don't know. This is just it's kind of life I'm owner st- music. I gotta say, I'm still not sure if you say it tombra or timber. Timber or, or, or Tom Brady. It, it, it ends with like shoppy, you know, it's got an E in the end where you don't think it should be. The timber of it, yeah, it's just very inoffensive. Got that laid back. This beat it, that it, you would hear a bunch, it in feels the 90s. like a yeah, kind of like a spackle track. <laughs> yeah, you, you just come well, you know, you just coming off waterfalls. They try to put an interlude in between this and that, so it wouldn't suffer too much from comparison. Yeah, but it they must have known that this is this track's getting buried a little bit next to waterfalls because right. waterfalls hit so hard. I imagine they knew that as soon as it was done. No, they walked away from that. The, the, oh Jesus Christ! Hey, I just paid fourteen dollars to somebody on something. That's good. Yeah. All night long, once again. I mean, it's just, it's just, and look what's happening anyway. Okay. Like, um, everything's going to hell in music <laughs> because, like, grunge is already, like, Kurt Cobain died, killed right. himself, right? Which was just kind of the end of the party. Like, part, you yeah, know. well, well, that, that grunge hit with the realness. That was kind of the, the whole flow of, of that scene, that musical movement. Um, a little bit more realness. And so, a lyric like, all night long. Okay, if you're <laughs> an experienced derided. love maker, yeah. you understand two hours worth. Not Oof. all night long. God, yeah. Maybe in a delusional, like, while we're still fucking waking up and it's three in the morning, you know, whatever. Nothing's Not all, all night, night long. long. No. Gross. Gross. <laughs> God. The chafing alone. Yeah, come on. Uh, take a water uh, break. So there's the, there's the take little... Sandwich, take a shower, come back to it. And, 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 you know, I think there's parallels to Prince a little bit, where there's this <laughs> fantastical world that yeah. you're, you're singing about, you're living in, high drama. Um. <laughs> right. He's mentioned Prince. This next song shares a title with the Prince song. What? Are they covering Prince? Because that's what's happening. If I was your girlfriend. This is one of the Camille tracks where he pitches his voice up so he sounds like a girl. t boss should do that. <laughs> Keyboard symphony right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Prince cover here. Now, if those were all real instruments, that might be something. It's kind of like a... It's like an updated sort of version of his because he had the... He had the drum machine going. He's a little more like trash canny. Yeah, yeah. A little edgier. Yeah. Gotta have the little face pops in there though. That's necessary. Pretty faithful cover so far. gonna fuck up doing a Prince song. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, you can. No, but no, I mean, no, if, but you got, if you got anything you resembling start... some chops, you're not gonna fuck up on a Prince right. song. I was a little bit nervous about us when we talked about doing, like, Darling Nikki or... Dude. Before the Foo Fighters, too, by the before, way. Before. Fucking A. And they did it all right job. They did a good enough job that we, it, that we didn't ruined do it. it for us. Because we're, because we're fucking competitors. That was going to be our big break, dude. <laughs> Ours was going to be way sexier than that. I just know that, though. I wonder. I wonder. It, theirs wasn't sexy. Mm-mm. But the thing is, Prince's is so sexy, you you can't out-sexy Prince. Well, there's bands that could be, like TLC it's, could be sexy. They can be sexy, but they're not out-sexying no, Prince on no, this either. No, just can't. But the Foo Fighters is not a band where you're like, oh, that, they play sexy music. No yeah. offense, they're they're great. They're fantastic. They're very successful and good-looking people, but that's not sexy music. You nobody's gonna put on the. I, you the, know, without making a pun, I would have liked to take a stab at it, <laughs> but um, but I don't know if we could have done better. Oh, you wouldn't have done. Oh, then the foos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's man. I don't know, man. Here, man. I don't What's know if I can play sexy. The fuck out of here. I feel like maybe I could be sexy when I'm playing, but I don't think I can play sexy. <laughs> you did look sexy when you were playing. That's what I'm saying. You just got to translate that into the... I played in my underwear once. Is that <laughs> Did that work? Underwear and a stocking hat? Burp. Would you let me dress you? I mean, have you pick out your clothes? It's one of my favorite Prince songs anyway. So yeah, it's just, I'm hardwired to like this. But. And it, yeah, it's a great song. It's it, it, Prince is just like a little more transgressive because he's, because it's him singing it. But talking about, because it really is from the point of view of a man talking to his uh, girlfriend slash lover person of the night yeah <laughs> whatever that if I was your girlfriend you know I don't know there's more of a gender bending uh, quality yeah, to yeah. it when he does it it makes sense if, if, if I was your girlfriend coming from a woman but 
it was it was the uh, it was the twist that kind of yeah sent it home. The the wry sense of humor. Yeah. And there there's not a lot of sense of humor in this album. There's not, not like, a lot of sense of humor in music, and unless you were like, that's why Adam Sandler had to put out records in '94, <laughs> because like he was filling a void. There's not like a lot, of, ton of laughs to be had in like a, uh, you know, Stone Temple Pilots record or REM. <laughs> no, know? no, there there is a a ton of seriousness that's going on in 1994 with the music. Sure. It's, it's, it's listen, I'm singing for a reason. I'm not. I'm not. That's I'm right. not. We're not here for your sexy time, right? <laughs> TLC was though, and God bless them. They were here for our sexy time. Matter of fact, they even called this track that we got another interlude right away. Two tracks and the, the interlude. They're they're speeding up the the frequency of interludes. Or yeah, it's the and, quickening. And <laughs> this one is. They called it the sexy interlude because if this album wasn't sexy already, oh, phone sex. Windy Rainy out. Those keyboards. Who are you calling? George Clinton? <laughs> That's his ringtone. Hello? What you doing? Yeah. Come on, man. Who's this? What you got on? Well, stop playing. But she was going from a phone booth though that it was raining, so she's definitely clothed. I can't tell you anything that's not important. And you know what? What? I want you to stop working. Start jerking. Yeah. What you wanna do? I want you to help me. Alright. What you want me to do? I want you to mow the yard. Right. Uh, uh, clean the gutters. Pass me some tissue so I can wipe my ass. <laughs> yeah. That was like that was like the Snoop Dogg D's nuts sketch, you know? With these nuts. <laughs> Classic, and that was the sexy interlude. They got cheeky gals, cheeky gals, like it. Just when we got done saying there's no sense of humor, right? Okay, touche TLC. Touche TLC. Oh my God, there's one song and then another interlude right after. I told you the frequency is cranking up. Take our time is the name of this song. Good keyboard sounds so far on this record. Not like the, the flanged out pads in the back. That's yeah, way yeah. before Vaporwave, bro. Yeah. This is, this is <laughs> early shit. Or fuck music. Yeah, and that's a that's a hard hitting yeah. full sound. This sounds great on like an alpine setup in your fucking. <laughs> no lie, this one might actually make the playlist because that just it reminds me of like a key sweat song. 
Oh, how do we leave Keith Sweat out of this conversation as far as like sexy R&B of the 90s? The, the Godfather Kiss, right there. It's a, it's a fucking long road to hoe, man. Go chilly. What, I see the formula now. Chili sings on all the, the Isley Brothers jazz. Yeah. She's that one. Yeah. She keeps it real on that level. Appreciate it. And those those, those cuts are kind of... Kind of my favorite ones on the record yeah. so far. Yeah. I was going to say it was the T-Boz show. But it's kind of like when uh, George Harrison would get a, a jam right. or two on a Beatles record and they were both the shit. Boom. Maybe he only got one or two, but they were the best ones but on the yes, record. Yes, the cuts. That's right. I said it. Chili is the George Harrison of TLC. I love what you said. This. You think I don't know the <laughs> Unsung like Kelly Rowland. For that marinara, that's why. <laughs> Rattle some pots around, Just baby. Write a lyric, <laughs> make you cry. Cut up onions for marinara, that's why. That's why. <laughs> this is up there with uh, like Keith West. Nobody. With it, in that, yeah, this, it's the right BPM. Right. The right keyboards. BPM's all over this album. The bass line's got to be. They they set everything a little bit back. And just let you yeah. walk into all of it. You trace all those back to Bootsies. I'd rather be with you. <laughs> you know that song? Yeah. That was like the OG sexy baseline song. <laughs> Tom York would have been proud of that bass sound right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right now <laughs> not at the moment not listen to this AIDS what right no Dave diving straight Basically, in no we, Jimmy well you already had that conversation you already Did you, you know, know? <laughs> this is this is what that album is this the lineup of the album is you know we had the conversation mm. there's unicorns out there yeah and now it's just like we both made up our mind right yeah that board. I don't have to full wear board. a rubber, right? Yeah. That's what we said? Yeah, that's yeah, what I yeah. thought. This is where... Because I want to sweat bullets for the next week. This is... <laughs> at this point in the album, there is skin it's on raw skin. Dog. <laughs> <laughs> there it was is... dry humping at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Denim uh, to linen. This I'm is skinning yeah. and skinning. Take our time. <laughs> that's That's full penetration. Sorry. That's what this song is. It's bound to happen. It's bound to happen. Whew. Kind of wish we could have it's, a cigarette in here. Nah, right? That's cheek grabbing. That's There's you, neck kissing. Ca caressing butts. <laughs> Just hot caressing Car butts to that. Dude, I've never heard it better. Tell Ice-T I'm caressing, caressing butts. butts. 
to TLC. I'm going to do the mashup. Ice TLC. It's going to take our time. And caress the butt. That's just be my little remix. Caressing butts. Dude, I Yo, how was that party? The party was good. I mean, after a while, everybody was all caressing butts. Sounds like a hell of a party that I would have. I'd go. I'd have went to. I'd go. <sighs> interlude. Boom. <laughs> it's interlude time. Can I get a witness interlude? Well, I'll let you know. You want to go to church? Ah. Sound like going to church. Oh, yes. You know, similar B- BPMs. We're, we're just kind of staying in this wheelhouse. You know? Just like, don't fuck it up. This feels like a softball team that has a solid lead. They're just like, I'm playing defense at this point on the, on the last few songs. This year, I want crazy, sexy, cool They're nailing the crazy, sexy, cool. Saying it a bunch. Can you call it an interlude when it's almost three minutes long? It's not. <laughs> that's, uh, that's outer lewd right there. A little bit. It's just lewd. Just how lewd. You know, th- that's fine, though, because all my favorite hip-hop records from back in the day, just sketches on sketches and skits. The de- the, I aforementioned Ice-T, uh, Man of a Thousand Voices, or at least three. <laughs> just um, doing improv. In the in the NWA records, and particularly, like, the DOC album, when, like, they got all of NWA doing voices. Yeah. They're all playing like old men and shit. Just, just having fun in the, you know, just having a giggle in the studio. The young men got a laugh, yeah. and uh, uh, Ice Cube's character was Granddaddy Caddy, and they all just put on their old man voices and talk about. Uh, in, in, in an interlude, nonetheless, it was Michelle. They, they called it commercial breaks. They didn't call them interludes. Yeah, Michelle singing it. <laughs> commercial it makes you want to do it. it. It's, it's like the power of the studio. It just makes you want to get silly. Yeah. Like, there's nothing I want more than just, like, doing a comedy sketch with my buddies in the middle right. of my album. <laughs> right. Just Takes balls. Sarsipius. <laughs> Sarsipius. Sulemanachi. Jackson the turd. The turd. Where's my hairstylist? <laughs> I'm not going to leave till I do my tracks. <laughs> really, I think we'd said in the last episode that we're going to sneak one onto the new EP that we're not telling anybody in the band of it. You and I are just going to do a little comedy sketch. You know, maybe like less than three minutes because that's that's not an interlude. Yeah, I got to say. I'm thinking more like a J.D.'s Gafflin. The cool 40 seconds. Yes. Nobody was in the studio except for the producers when this made it onto the track. And at this point, the ladies were, I, I'm imagining, were just like, yeah, fine. Yeah. You know, whatever. Somebody was like, I got this, I got this beat. Yeah. I got no Rid hook. Say a couple things, you know. Give me a couple years. Mm. I mean, it's, it's it's not progressing the album at all. Kind of filler. And it's not a thin album, though. That's the thing. Yeah, like it doesn't really need it. Oh, we I mean, you right drop into this. Yeah, yeah. It's like Mr. Big Stuff right there. Totally. Oreo Big Stuff. <laughs> Who do we think you are? Switch. Switch. Swing it. I mean, is this kind of the beginnings of the. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I ain't one to be 
Uh huh. No, man, that's been there. Wanna that's go. been there for. That has been with us and shall always be with us. Yeah. Hip hop ad libs. Uh uh. Hmm. Booger time. <laughs> Get a dookie hand. That was always the DJ's job. It was like to cut the records, and every once in a while you just had to stub and be like, word. That's why, you ever notice how good Dr. Dre is at going, hell yeah. Yeah. Because he's a DJ. So around this time, I went to a party um, in the Hamptons. <laughs> um, and fucking, maybe a couple years later. But the point being is, there was a person at this party, at this club, that just walked around with a microphone, mingled with the party, and just ad-libbed. Just, that's right, yeah! Uh-huh! <laughs> to whatever song was playing. Just whatever. Yeah, just yeah. a hype a hype DJ person that, had, hype, that was not selecting songs or anything. Just <laughs> let this lunatic go on with a mic, and she's gonna fucking host... Host, maybe. <laughs> what, was, what was what I thought was really cool about this is I, I, I went to that party um, because I was going to meet this girl who accidentally called the cottage I was staying in because she misdialed a number and her dad lived a little bit further down the road. Oh, we talked bitch. for an, two hours on the phone get you. the first time out. Uh-huh. It was really cool. Andrea. Um we only met once. N- nothing ever happened, but it was really neat, you know, kind of crossing of the lines. Like, you know, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> fucking prank call, and then we just hit it off. So anyway, we were going to meet at this place. The lady who was doing that shit, <laughs> she was working at Genevieve's, the drugstore. And I remember, you know, I lived, lived in the town, so I saw her like a couple times. She, was, she wasn't from there, but she was a summer person who got a job and, and whatever. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, at nighttime at clubs, you're going to fucking, you, <laughs> this you, is you're your... that person? <laughs> who just, <laughs> it was the craziest thing. Like I figured I you, yeah, you make up these incredible backstories where people do shit like that. They just, you know, they work at the drugstore. They, they work at the drugstore. They're just whatevers, man. It's like everybody's special, nobody's special. It doesn't matter. It's just a time and place. But this is right around the heyday of the, yeah, <laughs> going to get it. Yeah, well, you know, give it up to Flavor Flav. I mean, Hype Man Supreme and King of the Ad Libs. You always felt like Flavor Flav was bringing something extra, though, you know? Innovator. Innovator, for sure. And just the idea that Chuck D kept hanging around with Flavor Flavor Flavor, 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 flavor square. Am I saying it right? Yeah. Um, flavor, flavor. You know, <laughs> sugar, sugar. Oh, flavor, honey, flavor. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe there's some validity. I wasn't a huge fan of flan of flavor. <laughs> I was. I wasn't a huge fan of flavor, flavor when I first come started coming on to PE. Mm-hmm. I felt that he was distracting, and I was like, I have no idea why Chuck T tolerates this person. <laughs> I'm not sure I have an answer to that. Um, but, man, that chemistry works. And what you always said is, Flavor Flav's like the spoons full of sugar that helps the medicine go down. That is true. And there's a really good, fun short film on Showtime right now about 
Public Enemy catching a ride to their gig with a fan in England. No shit. That you should check out. At Hammerstein? Ha- uh, Hammerson? Hammerson? The Hammersmith? Oh, the Hammersmith. I don't Dude, remember. I'm mispronouncing everything all of a sudden. It's okay, man. You got you got metal jaw teeth going on. I got, dude. I I got, see people watch me sometimes or listen to me sometimes when I just round out words. And I'm like, it's because I don't have teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Obama. Something wicked this way comes. They're getting. We were talking about. I see. Wanted to get uh, all uh, Shakespearean yeah. right away. There it is, right in the title. I think there's what they're singing about some brujeria, man, some witchcraft or what? I think some brujeria, yeah. some hoodoo, some hoodoo. They are from the dirty south. Remember back in the time when the only sign we had oh. was pickets, but now in '94 it be this way. Something that's Andre. Killing others for color. I know that voice. Things I know that dude. Other brothers take it for a reason to be blasted. But the cuff is going on. Not soft like buttercups, but had enough of singing that same song. See, I stayed across the street from the projects. Took out your mama trash and groceries to her trunk to keep my pockets. Back like Sagely. Only been to jail one week for some sure bit. And I pray to God I won't repeat. I should have pulled it when I had the chance to. No, I shouldn't get that. Cause if I did that, y'all would not hear that. That shit, they keep I like that blown out guitar, too. Damn, give me a whole record of this, yeah. man. They could out to the last track. They could, yeah, they could have cut out that last ten minutes. For sure, man. And just get Andre on the whole record. <laughs> no, it's a great track, even without the the rhymes. Yeah, and this is the first time that they're really setting up male vocal against female vocal, or with female vocal, you know? But, um, by giving him the verse, they get the chorus. Right. Should be like the template for later. Well, it can be the other way around. Give the rapper the one verse. Yeah. Your guest spot. Yeah, no, they're forming the template. So I'm going to guess this is organized noise as well, then. If, I, if we're hearing Andre, I've got to think that's part of it. Yeah. I'll click on this track. Check the bass line. Reminiscent of all along the watchtower. Yeah, just just uh, three three notes, three three root you know yeah. chords. Mm. I, I've I've gone on such a journey of emotions on this record, Chris. I've, I've felt right? I felt strangely like above it at points, like it was beneath me, like a sophomoric uh, teeny teen boner music. I think I called it. Two straight pop classics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just some straight up. Chili, spotlight, and Isley Brothers fuck jams. That was just, that's grown up fuck music. Chili does the grown yeah. up fuck music. Yeah, yeah. Um, to the all the funny interludes and ass wiping. Here we are at the end with the, like great way to end a record. Everybody gets to shine a little bit. In the left eye. Still doing the oohs and stuff in the back. Mm-hmm. 
hundred percent. You know, Jared, I kind of want to say we were Motley Crue in here, but I think <laughs> I think from here on out we're TLC, and when we come around on an album, man. Yeah. I mean, this thing's been fun like, through and through. You came around on Molly Crew. I were you crewing? I'm not crewing. Were you secret? I'm TLC in though. You were... I'll tell you that. I, I did not come around on the crew. I I think I might have just come around to the fact that Mick Mars is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> we're Marsin. We're Marsin. I'm definitely Marsin. But uh yeah, this this is my cut on the album now. This is the like Oh, you like TLC? Oh, you know about something wicked this way comes? Well, I just I just want to say, Jared, one, you know, I didn't come all the way around on Motley Crue. Yeah. <laughs> you said, and I, I quote. I thought, I thought you were going to have my back on that one. It's a good, good, you don't I, be dragging me into your Motley Crue bullshit. <laughs> I told Arthur today, I was like, yeah, Motley Crue is a good one, because Jared and I realized at the end of it, we kind of like Motley Crue we, a little bit. Well, Arthur, if you listen to that, then you know better. <laughs> Don't you? <laughs> don't you? Don't you go chasing waterfalls, Jared? <laughs> I couldn't. I'm too old. I'll, well, I will tell you what, though, man. We're TLC, and I really fucking dig this. I was stoked. I did. Hillary, Pat, both of you. <laughs> thank you for suggesting. Yeah, this. a great suggestion. Took never would journey. Yeah, it's a musical never, journey. Never would have fucking listened to this album. It's now on my playlist, and I enjoy it. This, I, I don't. I'm not going all the way through. Cherry picking. Cherry picking a little bit. So much fun. That's right. But I'm gonna put on "Take Your Time," and uh, Pat, I'm gonna caress your butt. <laughs> so get ready for some butt corrections. Yeah, you gonna do it on this episode? Nope. I'm gonna do it on the next episode. Smoke weed every day.